0: Hello my friends, welcome to episode 137. Say what? Okay, so I have to let you all know something. Last week I said, "Welcome to the show. This is episode 137." Well, that's not right. This is actually episode 137. Last week was 136. It was an error that I made. I oops on that one. So, I have already reflected the change. Um, and so I will have a note in today's episode. So if you do listen to last week's episode, the jbcism.com forward slash one will actually take you to this week's episode, but I will have a link at the top that takes you back to last week. So anyway, so if you've not listened to last week, that is the error there. So anyway, today we are talking about don't write your stories. I want you to write messages that change lives. Do you have a message to share and wonder, how do I get heard? Broadcasting from the land of 10,000 lakes? Welcome to the J.B. Sism Show. This show will motivate you with clarity and help you find your voice so you can take your message to the next level. Now, here's your host, Jason Sism. And taking everything to the next level is what I love to do best each and every week at the J.B. Show. Well, my friends, let me ask you this question. Who would you be today if you never learned to read? Would you be the same or would you lack the knowledge that you've acquired over the years? As authors, our number one goal should be to educate, encourage, and entertain through the use of words. And in today's episode, we're looking at the power of our message and the impact it can have on our readers' lives, how we can take simple sentences and structure them in a way that makes crystal clear the message that God has placed on our heart. Also, I have a great tip for you this week, and that should elevate your productivity to the next level. And I want to talk about what it takes to make a decision and follow through. All of this and more on today's show. Today's show. I'm really excited to be behind the microphone again. This is two weeks in a row. We can all do a cheer. Yay! Um. So yeah. So this is episode 137 of the show. And sorry about that last week. I don't know. I don't know what I was really thinking on that one. But um, regardless of the fact, this is going to be fun. Um. And yeah, we're talking about writing stories that change. Lives And as a Christian, and those of you who don't know that, uh, I am a believer in Jesus, I am a pastor in the Twin Cities area, and my number one priority with all of my writing, whether it's here on the blog, or whether I'm writing a devotional for the church, or I'm writing a book, the the priority is this, to convey the message of Jesus Christ. And the thing is, I, I try not to mince words with my writing, and and I take seriously the message that I believe Jesus has entrusted into my care, and that is the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And and if you look at the world around us, it it, it seems to be falling apart at the seams, and people are looking for something tangible, people are looking for something real, and And through our words, and this, I want you to listen to this carefully, through our words, we can convey two things. We can convey the truth of God's Word and to reveal the human condition. So the goal is to convey the truth of God's Word and reveal the human condition. Now, I've always wanted to be a writer, and the simple notion of trying to take a story and craft a lesson out of it like Jesus did with the parables. You know, that idea thrilled me. And and one of my favorite authors who who pulled this off just brilliantly for years and he he really encouraged um a lot of Christian writers to start writing. One of my favorite authors, a Christian horror novelist, sounds kinda oxymoronic, I know, but is Frank Peretti. His use of imagination to convey the spiritual truths that are in his novels, it still astounds me today. As a writer, this is what I desire. So let me ask you this question. What about you? Have you ever had to make a choice and wondered if maybe you have made the right decision? You know, life is is full of choices and deciding this or that and, and waiting to see the results of your course of action. Well, that's what happens in life. Well, in today's Christian concept, and, and I want to do something a little different today, I want to kind of break our show up into three things. And in today's Christian concept, I, I want to talk about making the right decision. And like I was saying, life is full of choices and deciding this or that and wanting to see the results of your course of action, all comes hinged down on decisions. Now, some decisions we make are easy. So like, What sandwich do I want at Subway? Or what movie should I watch? Or do I repair the whole deck on my house? Or do I just put a few new boards in and fix those rotten ones? You know, every action we take is either a positive or a negative reaction. But let me ask this question What does Jesus say? Now, Matthew chapter 16, verse 24 says this. Then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. What will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and yet forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? You know, Jesus is saying that that when we follow him and die to our flesh, we find true life and true success. But if we hold on to our lives, we end up losing it and forfeiting our soul. See, we love to be in control and and we love to make our own decisions. But to decide, listen to this, to decide means to kill off the other choice. I know, sounds kind of harsh, right? Well, the word decide can be broken into two words. D, D D-E, means to strike and to be firm and un. Bending, I like that to strike and be firm and unbending, and then side. C I D E uh, comes from like the word pesticide or homicide. It means to kill off or destroy. The thing is, here here's what's interesting about this. I I believe the Lord is calling us as writers, as people, to choose or decide Him above everything that life offers. You know, we like to control and sit in that driver's seat, yet Jesus is asking us to take up that cross and follow Him. We are to follow Jesus into His death. And if we do that, if we follow Jesus into His death, we will be resurrected in mind, in body, and in spirit. Jesus is asking us to do this. One, lay down our own desires for this life in exchange for the life that he offers. Two, be unbending in service to the King of Kings in all areas of our life. And three, to kill off our flesh and daily desires so that we can be resolved. So let me ask you this question today. What are you willing to do? What are you willing to do? Let me, let me say this. Let me say this. Paul is saying, never let ugly or hateful words come from your mouth, but instead let your words become beautiful gifts and encourage others. Do this by speaking words of grace to help them. The Holy Spirit of God has sealed you in Jesus Christ until you experience your full salvation. So, neither grieve the Spirit of God or take for granted his holy influence in your life. Lay aside bitter words, temper tantrums, revenge, profanity, and insults, but instead be kind and affectionate toward one another. Has God graciously forgiven you and graciously forgive one another. So, with all of that being said, you know, that's what it means to lay down your life and decide to follow Christ and see him work in the lives of those we influence every day. And speaking of influence, everybody who is a writer will agree with me on this, that writing is hard work. (laughs) In fact, it's harder than most people would admit. And and what if I were to tell you that a simple thing called planning it all out, planning out what you're going to do, what you're going to write, is going to help you immensely in the art of writing? Well, last week, as I was mentioning last week, I made the mistake of saying that was episode 137 when it was actually 136. Oh, man, that's confusing. Um, when I returned to podcasting and blogging, that's, that's what I did. I, I had this idea and I started following through with it, that using a paper planner is going to help you achieve your goals. Now, goals are the driving force behind success. And if you want that kind of success in your writing, you have got to plan it out. And in fact, it it was probably one of my more favorite um, episodes that I'd done lately because it was probably the most real that I had been in in a long time. Not that I'm not normally real, but it's just, I, I laid it all bare and I just basically was telling everybody that, you know what? I screwed up. I for, I didn't forget about the blog, but I neglected the blog. I I let life get in the way, which that's not a bad thing to let life get in the way. But the thing is, if you let life take over, you're gonna to fall to the wayside of of everything that that you're trying to accomplish, and that's kind of how it was for me. I let life take over. So one of the things that I did is I started using a paper planner. Now I'm using a planner called This Is My Era. Uh, you can get it. Um, you can get it on Amazon. Um, dot com just type in this is my era and it'll come up it's like eighteen nineteen dollars for a three-month period of time Uh, and so what I do is I merge my digital planner my calendar with my paper planner and and I move them together and work with them together so that I can be more productive and I gotta tell you the last couple of weeks that I've been using this planner I have been incredibly productive now I've not been very good at planning out my weekends, but I've been really good so far about using it during the week. And I got to tell you, it is changing my life and it is doing everything that I hoped it would do for me because I want to make sure that I am being responsible in getting things done. So if you want to take your productivity to the next level, I encourage you to get a paper planner, whether it's Michael Hyatt's Full Focus Planner or this this is my era planner Um, you can do that you can uh, get that over jbcism.com forward slash one to three six listen to the episode it is amazing So we're going to jump right in now into uh, kind of the main thing I want to talk about. And and I've been kind of building towards this with with our devotional today, my Christian concept devotional, as well as uh, my tip of the week. Everything about goal writing, everything about making a decisive decision to kill off the other choice and move forward. All of this is bringing us to this point of that we should not just write stories but we need to write messages that change lives. We need to write messages that change lives. So let's let's dive right into today's topic and and talk about writing stories or books that change people. Now, when when I started writing my first book, uh Divine Providence, it was going to be something really simple. I started writing just a a single one-page story uh, just for my family. Really, nobody else needed to hear the story. Nobody else, um, it was really for, but for that. But the more I wrote, the more I began to realize that I had something special there, and it was something that I wanted to share with the world. So I sat down, and I really began to hammer out what the overall message of the book was. I really wanted to make sure I nailed it. And so the verse that came to my mind was Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, which really is my life verse. And that is, trust in the Lord with your whole heart. Lean not unto your own understandings, but in all your ways acknowledge God and he will direct your paths. And I believe that God will make them straight when you trust him and and the message ended up being just that, trusting in God with everything that we have. That's what I was going for. And, and writing, I believe it doesn't matter what you're writing, whether you are writing a novel, an article, or a self-help book, it needs to contain some kind of message. So I've kind of made a list of some examples of what I'm talking about here. Um let let me just kind of go through this list. Number 1 is the Rocky movies, you know. Din, 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 okay, I'm going to stop there. Oh my gosh, I must be really tired. Anyway, uh the Rocky movies have a really awesome message. It doesn't matter if you're watching Rocky the movie all the way to Creed, okay? So there's like seven Rocky movies out there right now. And the main message of the Rocky movies is this. Being an overcomer and never giving up. You know, it doesn't matter what punches and life circumstances knock Rocky over. He grabs those rings, you know, grabs the ropes on the ring. And he pulls himself up. And he staggers to his feet. And then he goes to town and you hear that, that Rocky anthem start playing in the background and, and it is just encouraging. It's inspiring to be an overcomer and never, never give up. Uh, if you read uh, or listen to Star Wars, it's about ordinary people doing extraordinary things, doing things that they never would have done otherwise, but taking a chance and letting life not only run its course, but taking life by the horns and doing something to impact and influence society. That's what the Star Wars movies are about. The movie Avatar, if you've ever watched the movie Avatar, The Blue Aliens, it's about taking care of our planet. That was the message that they wanted. They wanted a message of taking care of our planet. Since we're talking about writing, let's talk about some uh, books. Anne um, Rhines or Anne Ayn Ayn Rand, there we go. I always screw her name up. Uh, her her book, a popular book, which is a fantastic book, it's it's really a heavy geo, geopolitical novel, but the book Atlas Shrugged. It's about standing up to a socialistic government and a government that has become too large, and it really hurts the public. Or Frank Peretti, I was talking about him earlier, he wrote a book called This Present Darkness. First book of his I wrote, uh, not wrote, first book of his I read, and it's all about the power of prayer and how prayer can change the spiritual realm. So whether you're writing books or movies um, or whether you're writing television scripts or if you're watching movies, watching television or reading books, all things that are written have a message confined with inside of them. And sometimes that message is really simple. Or other times, like Atlas Shrugged, it's a little more complex. But the fact remains, we need to be writing a message and not just writing for the sake of writing we should have this desire deep on the inside of us. And I want you to listen to me very carefully. We should have this desire deep on the inside of us to change lives, to change lives. And so I want to talk real quickly about uh, three things here that, that will help you not just write stories, but write messages that change lives. Number one is your writing can shape lives and change hearts. And, and I think this is especially true uh, in, in the self helps area of writing. And if you're a self helps writer, um, you know, this is a great way for you to really change lives. You see, people are looking for answers and they're looking for a book to help them sort out their problems in life. And I think sometimes a book is the best solution life has to offer for a lot of people. You know, think of it as becoming a, a personal life coach without ever leaving the confines of your writing space. Now, if you're a personal life coach, it might be a good idea to start brushing up on your speaking skills as well, but, you know, I think I think writing something that's going to touch people's lives, the self-help area is a great place to really start honing your skill and doing that. Um... You know, use your own life examples. Use the lessons that life has, has taught you. You know, maybe there's something you, you got knocked down and, and drug out hard on. You know, use those life lessons that can help you help others achieve the same success that you have found. I think one of my favorite examples is of a Michael Hyatt. I mentioned he has a, a full-focus planner out there, which is a, a nice planner. My dad has it. I love it. Uh, I love The idea of it, I just didn't like the idea of the price of it. (laughs) But Michael Hyatt set out to help people start and establish their blogs, help put a platform together. But the more that they learn from his blog, the more they want it. So he ended up writing a book called Platform. Now, this single book teaches you the strategies and the tools that you need to creating a thriving and fulfilling blog. So Michael ended up changing the lives of thousands of people through the words that he wrote in his book as well as his blog. And then they started asking him how he maintains his blog while doing everything else needed in his business. And so he created a whole line of books and a whole line of self-help tools to create leaders who are organized and goal-driven And I can attest to this, that it has significantly impacted my life. Michael's words have changed how I think about writing. It's changed how I think about goal planning and goal setting. And, And I now, because of him, use a paper planner in conjunction or in connection with my digital calendar. And with all of that, I am now getting more done in less time. And, and if you want to hear about uh, my planner journey, I mentioned it in today's tip. Um, go to jbcism.com forward slash one three six jbcism.com forward slash one three six and listen to last week's episode because that will really really help you. Secondly, is our writing should help readers discover their moment of truth so helping readers discover their moment of truth now would you agree with me that books are powerful you know I think they have this ability to change lives and allow us to see ourselves through a different lens and and as writers I think we have to learn to become stronger in what we're not good at We have to learn to become stronger at what we're not good at. And and I believe it's all about learning and growing to become a better writer, studying the art of writing, taking the lessons and the classes that we need because we can take our words then and shape the lives of those around us. And we can see ourselves through a different lens by looking through as if we are the reader. And we have to become stronger at what we're not good at. You know, when I wrote Divine Providence, um, I had a father contact me after he read my book and, and he said he really appreciated the book. And his words that my book helped him connect with his family and his children more, boy, it left me feeling fulfilled. It left me fe- feeling satisfied and encouraged and, and uplifted. that my book actually encouraged somebody. Uh, after I wrote my book, Grace, What's so amazing about it? I had a an early reader of the book, a beta reader of the book, mentioned to me that, that she learned more about grace in five weeks than in 20 years of being a Christian. Wow. I mean, I was absolutely flabbergasted by that. You know, this is the power of words. You know, they impact us. They they help us draw the reader to their moments of truth. They, they learn something about themselves. And And I think our job, our job is to help get them to that moment of truth. And I think this is the reason that we wrote the story or write our words, write our stories, write our articles, write our self-help books. I think that's why we write them in the first place, is to help our readers discover something about themselves. And number three is this. You need to finish your work Strong. Now, goals and dreams—you know—if you have a goal of writing a book or you have a dream of writing a book, and the future—they're all things that we want. We want these things to happen. We want these things to to excite us. But they elude some people. But those who keep their eyes on the prize, they're going to cross the finish line into success. But I think so many people are focusing on the wrong things. And I think because so many people are focusing on the wrong things of life, their dreams begin to die. I don't want your dream to die. I don't want your dream to to fizzle out. I've written two books that are now published. I've written several short e-books. I have a children's book, and this is exciting. I just hired an illustrator for a children's book I wrote. I am currently actively editing um, a, another book, a fourth book, which is a full-length novel. And I have the outline, uh, a simple outline done for a fifth book. All of these, these next three books should be out with all within the next year. And, and the thing is, I haven't let my dream die because I keep focusing on, On the prize, I keep focusing on wanting to cross the finish line. I mean, remember the whole Pokemon craze? Uh, The Pokemon Go, it's that app, you know, real time, and you look for these little Pokemons. Well, people would bury their heads into their phones and into their tablets, and they try to catch all of these rare little Pokemons. Well, I downloaded the game, and Holy cow, I've, it was not worth the hype. It was absolutely ridiculous. Um, but, but all I saw were people with their heads down. They were all staring at the wrong thing. You know, they're not going to be walking towards a successful future. They're not going to be walking towards a successful goal. You know, and I think it's indicative that we keep our eyes focused on on the prize ahead and stop focusing on the wrong things and begin looking at the message that god has placed on your heart i mean the apostle paul says you know i keep my eyes focused on the prize i look ahead i don't look back and i think the message is there in your heart but you have to call it out you have to pull it forth i remember when i was a kid uh a former minister mentioned to me to pull up in the spirit and look at what God was saying. And, and and I remember kind of being annoyed as a kid with that. You know, he would be up on stage talking and, and he would put his thumb up telling me to pull up and sit up and listen and pay attention and, and listen to what God had to say Um. You know, my question to you is what is God saying to you? Where is your faith? Where is your message at? What is it that God is encouraging you with in your life? What is it that God is wanting to pull out into your life? You know, I want you to finish your story strong. I want you to finish strong and and the thing is if we don't actively pursue our dreams, If we don't actively pursue our dreams, our dreams are going to begin to decay like garbage that is thrown into a ditch. You know, I mentioned in a blog post uh, from 2016 that dreams don't just happen. They are born and they are created. But because so many people focus on life circumstances and the struggles that they face, Their dreams seem like an impossibility. So let me say this. To see success, you got to stop nasal gazing, navel gazing, (laughs) and look up. Stop navel gazing and look up. Tell your story. Write your message and see lives changed through your words. That's what it is. Let me ask you this question. What is your message and what are you willing to do to help others? change lives well you can find the full show notes of today's episode at jbcism.com forward slash one three seven jbcism.com forward slash one three seven and tell somebody about this show because i want to help spread the message because i want to help you spread yours all right my friends i will see you right here next week at jbcism.com bye-bye for now Thanks for listening. This has been the JB Sism Show. You can find the archives of the show at jbsism.com or on iTunes. Don't forget to visit jbsism.com to download a special ebook when you sign up for the free newsletter. You'll get new episodes, updates, and so much more. This podcast is copyright Jason Sism and Sism Enterprise, all rights reserved. Until next week, stay motivated with clarity, take your message to the next level, and find success in your family, ministry, and life.